You are listening to the Improv Save My Life podcast on Bits, the Boston Improv talk station. Hey everybody, this is Tom. Um, I just want to give you a quick note about this episode. Um, I was having trouble with GarageBand, so I recorded this on my iPhone, so I apologize. There's a couple scratchy sounds, and the overall audio quality might not be as good as you're used to, but it's still a great episode, so uh, give it a listen and enjoy. Thanks. Alright, welcome to episode 19 of the Improv Save My Life podcast. I'm your host, Tom Boyer. I'm joined today by Frankie Gibbs. What's going on, Frankie? Hey, man. How are you today? Good. Good. Uh, you are a member of several groups right now. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm a member of uh, two sketch groups um, and an improv group. Uh, the sketch groups are Lemonade Stand, um, and uh, this other sketch group is Always on Deck. Um, and I just recently became a member of uh, Studio 40 Team Improv Jones. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been a busy uh, few weeks. So I actually met you um, at like kind of a last-minute uh, sketch thing a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, something Chris Griffin was running at IB. Uh, and it came out pretty good. Like I was a little nervous at first. Yeah, that was wild. I definitely don't recommend um, having five new members join day of yeah. and learning their, their scenes, but it actually was an all-star cast, and it, it went really well. I was super yeah. surprised and happy with the, way it, with the way it went out. Yeah, when we were rehearsing up back, or um, prior to the show, without an audience, it was kind of hard to register what was working and what wasn't. But once we got on stage, we got a lot of laughs, and even when they did the voting... Yeah, it really could have went either way. Yeah, although we didn't come out in the end, I feel like the audience was definitely on our side. Is this Matt? What's going on? Hey, what's up, dude? It's good to see you again, huh? Yeah. What's going on? Uh, Matt, how do you pronounce your last name? Walzak. Walzak. Easy enough. Um, so we're now joined by Matt Walzak, uh, who was also a part of. Uh, show a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were just talking about the show a couple weeks ago that we all did. Yeah. And uh, saying it came out pretty good. Uh, you know, for five people meeting for the first time and uh, just rehearsing all at, all at once, uh, it all came together pretty well. Yeah, I know. Chris, like, contacted me, like, three days before. <laughs> he was like, do you mind doing some sketch stuff? So I thought he was going to do, like, one right, sketch. Yeah. Like, can you read this one line, like, run on and something? And he's like, well, here's all the scripts. You're in uh, six of them. <laughs> yeah, you, you had a lot of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, that was. I was definitely surprised at how well everyone did. It was pretty impressive the way it came together. Matt had uh, Matt. You're a member of Chico. Um, Chico. You got anything else going? You're a video editor by trade, right? That's me. Yep. Um, you know any other groups that I should know about? Uh, I'm in the Harmondo Players, which is kind of a Chico creation. Nice. Um, we do. Uh, Karaoke-based improv. I don't know if you saw our last run, but we did, like, Friday nights at IB for a while. Well, that's how I first heard about you. Some girl came up to me and said, hey, you did amazing karaoke last night. And I thought that that was odd because I <laughs> didn't do karaoke last night. I was actually at work. People get you too confused? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> On occasion, yeah. Once, once or twice. Long hair, glasses. I get yeah. it. Um, tell me about uh, Armando a little bit, because I'm a huge fan karaoke Paris. I love karaoke and I love musical improv and uh, I'd like to find out more about it. Uh, so we uh, in Chico like we drive our um, coach uh, Dave Sawyer crazy by creating a new form like every time there's a new practice 
we said, like, oh, we were thinking about, like, uh, what if, um, I don't know, like, we, for a while we were doing a different thing, basically, every time we got on a, a lab or whatever. I remember listening to one of the uh, Chico podcasts, and I don't know if this was true or not, but you were going to do something where one of you dunked your head in water? Yeah, we had already done the <laughs> lab slot, for, no, cage match, I think, for that, and um, Connor Allen, like, we had him on the podcast, and he was like... If you're going to do that, like, I can find you a spot to do that. So we had to promise that we were going to... So, like, every... There's always one person with their head in a bucket of water. And then... I don't think I can hold my breath for ten <laughs> seconds. That's great. That's like kind of like sit-stand nail with, like, higher stakes. Right. Yeah. The stakes are more, like, slipping and, like, splitting your head open <laughs> and drowning. Like, you yeah. can just take your head out of the bucket. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Armando, like, came from that, like, series of things that we were trying out, like, different uh, Armando variations. So this one was, like, I think we'd been talking to Kevin Quigley, who's a big um, uh, karaoke guy, and uh, and just came out of that. So, so what's, like, the format? You do, um, like, it's like karaoke. There's a karaoke sign-up list, and... Uh, you sign up for, we have like a limited selection of songs so we, so we can make it work because Improv Boston has basically no internet. Uh, um, and then uh, you sign up and you sing the song and, and then uh, the Harmondo players like, come and do scenes based on it. So. Nice. Is there singing in the scenes or is it just traditional no, scenes? No, we usually pull down like, like words from the songs or like weird turns of phrase that are in it. Nice. Turn those into That's really cool. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a ton of fun. Once we got all the technology out of the way, technology right. was our was the, our enemy for like the first three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Once you figured it out, yeah, that's really cool. They were like the Cyberdyne. Is that What's the, that? The Terminator people. Oh, the technology people. Sky Lab. Sky, uh, no. Skynet. Skynet. Yeah. There you go. What the hell is Cyberdyne? I think that was like the subsidiary. <laughs> 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 Holy own subsidiary of Skynet. Version yeah. of Skynet. That's, that's where they sold the blenders and stuff. Um. So I just kind of find out. Kind of find out. I want to kind of find out where both of you, how, where you grew up, and how you got into improv. Um, We'll start, Frankie? Yeah. Um, all right. So I grew up uh, in Brockton, Mass., um, which is about half hour south of the city. Um, not a very, like, you know, it was a very, it was a sports town. We weren't, like, you know, we had some theater. It was a big city. Yeah. Um, a lot of big Haitian, big Cape Verdean population. City of champs. City of champions, yeah. Two heavyweight, you know, two champions, boxing champions, Marvin Hagler and, and Rocky Marciano. So you grow up, you're going to, you know, you, you, you want to be tough and you want to be a good athlete. Right. Um. And, uh, you know, growing up there was, it was pretty rough. You know, we got into a lot of trouble here and there. And, and then, um, you know, later I moved away. My girlfriend and I moved to L.A. Um, when I was about 20, 19 or 20. And uh, from then on, I was, like, addicted to traveling. You know, we ended up moving back after a year or two. But, um, you know, I just traveled all over the world and saw a bunch of stuff. And Road trips or? Um, everything. I've, I try to go away at least twice a year. I've been to, like, Thailand, Vietnam, Burma, Cambodia. Um, Peru, like a bunch of places. And, um, you know, I've been bartending the whole time. And, you know, bartending is it was a partying, drinking, bartending. Um, and it, it gets old after a while, you know, I'm a little bit older now. And 
I needed something new that wasn't, you know, just party. Right. And going on vacations with all my buddies, it was we'd go on vacation, we'd just party, and we'd, we'd also hit the museums and, and hit the sites and stuff, but it was just these relentless, like, trips of just partying, partying, partying. Um, so I, I needed something new, and I wanted to try something new, um, and I always wanted to try improv. You know, I lived in the North End for years, and I would always walk past IA, and I'm like, you know, I could do that. I could give that a shot. Right. And it just so happens that every time I tried to sign up, there was, you know, no classes available. Um, uh, eventually, I met a girl named Ashley Srindigi, who is in the Baby Giraffes, and uh, she said that she was going to let me know when classes were available, and she did. And then from there, it was history. It was about a year ago. Nice. Yeah. So it was a good alternative to... Oh, my God. It's, it's changed my life. Like, now, like, I have all week long, I'm, I'm, I have something lined up, and it's, you know, improv or sketch-based, and it's just, I'm so much happier just being focused on that, you know? Did you cool. tell Frankie if he has a chance to say, improv changed my life? To, to say it. <laughs> it's only, shoot, did, I, did I miss it? It's, a, it's, it's only, I think I've only got three people to actually work it in. <laughs> I try not to force it because then you say, yeah. end up some awkward, like, it helped me in this way. Yeah, right. it did, but it did, it truly did. It's like, you know, when a guy I work with um, side by side for five years and he's like, you know, I've always wanted to try it. I'm like, well, why don't you give it a, give it a shot? He's right. you know what, I will. And I let him know when classes were available and he signed up and 200 bucks yeah. For eight week classes, like one night out, and he he's doing he's in five hundred one right now. You know, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't recommend things. like anybody I talk to and they like, that sounds cool. I'm like, just try it. Yeah, because like I, I was on the fence too, but like once you do it, it you're gonna get into it. You're either gonna get into it or you're not. You're gonna, but one way or another, you'll find out. Just just give it a shot. You know, I'm I'm like one of those um, like the Bible basher people that you see in the subway or something like when I get a chance to get my, uh, <laughs> get my hooks in for improv, it's like, you know, you really should check out improv. You, know? <laughs> you heard the good word. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, Del close. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, before we get to your story, I, I was, we were talking about, uh, we all live in Dorchester now, which is yeah. Yeah. Pretty weird. Uh, for three people, we're all of a similar age. Um, and I was I, I interviewed Will Luera the other day, and he, he does a lot of giving back uh, type work, you know, mm-hmm. be it um, with, like, the camp that he's into, or um, he has a, a new project where he's just trying to bring the arts to, uh, like, a community outreach type thing. And I, I find it to be really impressive. Uh, but I would like to do something like that. And I was thinking... I don't know how feasible this is, but maybe trying to start, like, because my mom used to run Dorchester Park Association, so she'd have various projects in the park, usually sports-related, but mm-hmm. maybe, like, an uh, improv-type thing for kids, you know, uh, in the park, in the summer, you know, it's nice weather. Uh, uh, I don't know how feasible it is, but it's just something I've been kicking around, and I'm sure it's going to require a lot of p- permits and bells and whistles. Yeah. So probably not this summer, but I'm going to look into it. But uh, I don't know if you guys would be down. Well, let me know. Yeah, I live yeah. out there, and I'm, I'm always down to do stuff. Yeah. yeah. Especially help, you know, volunteers. But you do see improv is, like, it tends to come from the upper income, or, like, people with a lot of disposable income. Like, yeah. Uh, not not across the board, but, like, you you don't see a lot of, like, Mattapan improv groups or, or Dorchester or... Uh, but I think it could be cool. And um, I found, even like my mom, um, 
would assist in running like it's called tenacity and it's just uh tennis oh, yeah. tennis and Dorchester I know Park. uh Rob Willison who's a guy that was involved in that. Yeah, and it has a huge turnout and you wouldn't necessarily expect that, but you know, people if if you have something local and free and it gives kids a chance to get out during the summer and do something other than play video games, they'll they'll, right. they'll do it. Their parents love it. Yeah. yeah. Get the kids out of the house and yeah. uh the kids actually learn something. Yeah. Which is good. Not to disparage video games. <laughs> right. Video yeah, games I, I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the thing I noticed as a kid. It's like I never wanted to go out, but once I got out and I was out doing stuff, it's like, oh, I don't want to go back in. Yeah. You know, it's... Definitely. How about full contact improv <laughs> in, the, in the park? Yeah. I keep trying to start... Um, and usually the people I start them with uh, scenes about like Street Fighter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People just don't get what I'm <laughs> where I'm going with it. Just do go this to, should like, be like a video game like, based channel improv. Called <laughs> Street Fighter the movie. <laughs> the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he played the American. Yeah. Makes no sense. <laughs> Guile. <laughs> but he yeah. anyway. <laughs> but I that would be cool. A video game based improv. Uh, mm-hmm. Just maybe a one night. Uh Maybe that could be one of your next projects. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Matt, um, tell me about your background and then kind of how you got into improv. For, well, my background is, uh, what is my background? I grew up in Dorchester. Uh, the Charmin area? I grew up in Savin Hill. Uh, um, and uh, I don't know. As soon as I, as soon as I graduated <laughs> high school, I got out of Boston. Where'd you go to high school? At Boston Latin. Oh, it's Latin Academy. Oh, well. <laughs> Do you know Pat Camden? No. No. Alright, I'm not gonna... We can play the Dorchester yeah, 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 yeah. game. <laughs> do you know well, he went, uh, he went, he, Fontaine? He went to Oh, I do know. I, well, yeah, I figured. <laughs> we work together. Yeah? Yeah. Right now? Right now. Oh. That's, that's bizarre. With like. Science. Science Sciencey shit, yeah. Sciencey <laughs> shit. Well, cool. Yeah. Sorry. There we go. Let's talk about Nick Fontaine. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I traveled around a lot, too. Um, I didn't really want to be in Boston. Like, I, I needed to get out there and see stuff. Um, and I moved back here, uh, like, eight years ago now or something, and I was just looking for stuff to do and uh, convinced a bunch of friends to sign up for uh, improv improv classes at IA. So I took three cl- three levels there. And then um, uh, gave it up for a little while. Then got involved in something called the Tribe, which was around for a while. That was sort of the third stage. Oh yeah, I heard about that. That was in was in Chinatown. It was all over. It wasn't the camp Cantab. Uh, that's where it started. And then yeah, after a while, there's like this dance club um, right above the amazing porn store. <laughs> so like we'd have people lining up, right like, like right across. Well, I mean. On a night when we had people lining up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to use their place, and then there would be this weird crossover between, like, improv nerds and, like, clubbers. I think it might have even been, like, a, like a, um, what do you call it? Like, drag show thing, too. So it was pretty... That's crazy. A pretty interesting cross, like, as the people were, leave, were leaving, and the people <laughs> coming in covered in, like, glitter and sequins and How stuff. How long ago was that? Uh, it's called Felt, I think. Right? No, no, not felt. How, uh, but how long ago? But six years ago, maybe something like that. 
she used to date a girl who actually was like a like a promoter at that club. And yeah. it was weird because I would come in to see her, but there would be like a karaoke thing going on. And the karaoke thing would slowly turn into like the nightclub thing. <laughs> it was very strange. It's like the peach pit. And from 9 to 0. Oh. <laughs> day, it was just a diver. Yeah. At night, it was a peach pit at, 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 at night or something. Right. Dance club. After Lazy that, yeah. set dressers. I <laughs> they didn't want to have to switch it. The uh, one, one celebrity I met when I was in L.A., the only celebrity was... Brian Ossigree. No, was... Uh, Steve. The from old guy from the peach pit. Oh, Nat? Nat from the peach pit, yeah. I have a, little, yeah. I have a Polaroid. Of Joe E. Tata. Yeah. Sorry, I had to tell someone. Uh, yeah, what happened then? I don't know. I've just had a weird. I've been in and out of Boston comedy for for years. I used to film stand ups for a guy named Ed Regal, uh, who used to run the Emerald Isle. If you remember, yeah, the Emerald Isle. I like the Emerald Isle. I love. Uh, it was such a wonderful shithole. Like that's where all the people from Quincy would come after, because I think Quincy closed it. One and then Boston yeah. closed two or something like that. No, only the Emerald Isle. Uh, so the Barney yeah. Stone was right next door, and it would just empty out at one. Yeah. And all the desperate people that hadn't found anyone for the night would just pour into the Emerald Isle. Was that legal, or they just kind of went with it? They had a late license. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were like, it was it was a very interesting place to just sit in the corner and like watch the madness happen. The Emerald Isle. So I got I I was in with all those like stand ups for a while. Um, Did you ever do stand up? Only a little bit. I can only do stand up in character, <laughs> so it's tough. I have to like it's basically a skit. If I do stand up, I uh, I just tried stand up Thursday. Went all right, but it's not really my thing. I just keep trying to do it and, like see if it, if I'm into it more, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched this special on Netflix about the improv because I thought it was about improv. But it's the yeah. Comedy club, the improv. Uh, but it was still a good special. Uh, those guys are saying it takes five, six years before you really find your personality. Yeah, I, course, I, have, yeah. I have no interest in trying stand-up I'm for six years. i try stand-up. I yeah. really, really want to try it. should try it. Uh, the Hideout in Fania Hall uh, has a good uh, Thursday night show. There's a bunch of places around here that have been so, so many good open mics. If you, yeah. And then the community's like... For stand-ups, anyway, they're they're like pretty supportive. Yeah, of course you have to be like a little bit grumpy and yeah. hermity to be a stand-up, but I can do. Grumpy. But they're like it. It is a pretty supportive scene. Like I have a lot of friends that stuck with it a little longer than I did. Yeah. Uh, so Frankie's got to run. Um, he's got to go to practice. So uh, I want to get into the made-up movie game. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is just play whatever the next song that comes on my iPod, on, uh, my iTunes on shuffle. Whatever um, title we get, we'll just make up a movie based on that. Um, I'll have you, Matt, make up the, the plot as if okay. you're watching it on Comcast, and then you, right. you got it, right? Yeah. All right, so here we go. And the song is... I'll Miss You by Dean. So the song isn't actually all that important, just the title, I'll Miss You. Um... I'll Miss You, what's the uh, synopsis we got? Uh, I'll Miss You is the story of a uh, underachieving teenager whose father um, won't give up on his dreams to send him to uh, Mississippi University. Uh, and that's, that's the threat. Mississippi University. <laughs> All right.
Hey, son, son, can I talk to you? Well, yeah, yeah, Dad. Uh, you're getting, you're 18. You know, you just graduated high school. You, you can't stay around this house. No, I'm just, gonna... just lazing about, playing video games. I'm gonna be a professional video game player, Dad. Not in this house, you're not. You listen to your father. He knows what he's talking about because he tried to become a video game man himself, and now look at him. Dad was a, he was a, a mid-level pong guy at best. I was slightly above mid-level. <laughs> now don't get worked up, dear. I, you know how I feel about pong. Pong was your father's game. That's how I met your mother, at the pong parlor. Yeah, well, I rem I seem to remember Uncle Steve had had mom for a while before that. He was really good at Donkey Kong, but we don't talk about that in this house. We're talking about you right now, son, and you need to do something with your life. What's the hardest word you can think to spell? Uh, Titanfall. That's wrong, son, and you know it. It's a, it's a city that has a, has a river named after it. Uh. It may even be a state. I'm not sure. A Hobbiton? Don't get worked up, dear. I, I can't, I can't help it. He brought up Pong. He doesn't know what state, city or state I'm talking about. That Titanfalls looks like a real fancy game. You shut your mouth, woman. <laughs> Those people have to go to academies and that to learn how to, how to shoot correctly. You're going to the University to of Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> I already packed your bag, son. I want to be a space fighter. Well, can't you be both there? Like an astronaut? An astronaut with, with laser guns and I don't high think scores. High scores? I don't even know what you're talking about. Only high scores I know come from knocking a ball from one side of the screen to the other, and the other guy does not deflect the ball correctly. Well, your brother still holds the high score in Donkey Kong. Shut your mouth, woman. <laughs> There's more life than two dimensions, Dad. Why, these not days... Not for me. I'll always be two dimensions, son. See this big-ass tattoo on my back in two dimensions? You know what it has? It's got... It's got... Pong, but it's that's wrong. It shouldn't be doing that with the with the pong. See if I flex, it's like I'm hitting the uh, ball across the, oh God. the pong court. Oh my son, yeah, check that out. This is what you need to aspire to be like. Dear, be careful. Don't twist so much. Your hernia is gonna. Ah, be you're right, honey. You're right. You're you're both worried and antagonizing at the same time, woman. <laughs> I'm gonna show you, pop. I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna. I'm going to sit on it. I'm going to go to Mississippi University. That's right. I'm just going to sit in the dorm room all day and perfect my thumb abilities. We believe in you, sweetie. We do. You have the best looking thumbs I've seen in years. And you get them from your father. I'm going to be That's a thumb right. doctor. Now you're talking sense, honey. All right, son. You do what you want to do. You go there, because I just really want you out of the house more than anything. But... You try to be the best damn Titanfaller or whatever the hell you talking about player you is and take after your pop. A Titan Felsman, you mean? <laughs> I guess. I guess, son. And see. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so you probably gotta head out of here. Do you want to uh, you got anything you want to plug real quick? Hmm. No, I mean, there's nothing really I want to plug. I have a bunch of stuff working right now. Um, ideally, I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get something going for the kerfuffle 
Uh, but we have to submit for that. And, you you should guys should sign, sign up for this show, Just Comedy. Just working for the file here or something, you know. Uh, we got open spots. Um, you know, it's, it's $25, but if you bring anybody, you get your money back, basically. Yeah, no, we've, I've done a show here once before, and it was fun. I was saying, saying that before we started, how it was kind of cool, and it was like, you bring your own people, and yeah. $25 to get up on stage and perform isn't really... Yeah. Uh, so think about it. Give me, let me know if you're interested. Cool. And well, Chico has a guest slot here now. Oh, yeah. Like, if you want to jump in, there are only two people. <laughs> I'm, I'm fantastic at holding my breath, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to perform, I can just hold my breath. I, I just feel time. like this is going to escalate to more Houdini-like things. Where you're... Right. We do one with a frayed uh, electric cord. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hanging um, upside down. It's like Tough Mudder training. Ring of fire. <laughs> Alright, thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, absolutely. It was good to see you again today. Yeah. Uh, so, Chico... How did that come about? Uh, <clears throat> so I, I did a level one at IB, and then during that time I was also having a, like a minor nervous breakdown, <laughs> having worked at a computer for like five years straight or something. So I, I went and worked on a farm for like five months. I took five months off and I went and worked on a farm. That's interesting. I, needed to, <laughs> I lived in a tent. Uh, all I did was organic farming. So when I came back, all the people I started with 101 uh, had moved on, uh, and now they're all on main stage now. But you had lots of farming <laughs> tales. Yeah, yeah, right. It was, no, it was an amazing time. Uh, so when I came back, I wanted to get straight back in. So it's basically people that we all met in their 201, and, and my, like I, they were together since 101. Um, so I met Jeff, Mike, uh, and then Rob Grace was in the group at the time, um, and Amanda went off to be a doctor instead of performing at the Y on Mondays. Nice. You could tell her why that's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you've been, a, how long has Chico been formed for? Uh, over a year now. I was, uh, when we did that show at IB um, a couple weeks ago, we were in the green room and there was a Chico t-shirt up on the wall. Yeah. And I was like, eh, it's Chico. <laughs> like, yeah, we're kind of a big deal around here. Yeah. We're at least good at looking like we're a big deal. We we like we leave our little business cards everywhere. And like, yeah, that shirt's been up there since uh, since that's the bucket shirt. It says like I, and then it has the kid in a bucket graphic nice. from like the side of buckets. Who I, uh, Chico? Who came up with the designs? The uh, I come up with a bunch of them, and Jeff's wife it works for the Boston Globe. Nice. As like a graphic design layout kind of person, so she, when we need like a proper thing, for Chico Incorporated, then we <laughs> cool. Um, where do you see your career going, comedy wise? Comedy wise, yeah, uh, uh, not like improv or slash comedy wise. I'm looking to do more with like video and mixed media stuff. Um, nice. I, is... I am as well. So yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I was talking to um, Frankie about uh, like trying to get something together for the kerfuffle because uh, I've been wanting to do something video for that for a while. Um, that's kind of that's what I'm good at. Yeah, uh, but I also love the Harold, and I, I'd love to get on a Harold team. Yeah, I um, I'm trying to incorporate more people from IB. Uh, recently, uh, I had Will and B on um, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And having you guys on today, I'm going to have uh, Connor Allen on 
soon. Uh, just because I don't know that much about Ivy, but it does interest me. Stuff like the Heralds and just the different forms of improv they have over there. Um, I, I'm more of an IA guy only because that's where I started. It, it's nothing personal against Ivy. Right. Uh, and, you know, you just kind of gravitate to us, which you know. But uh, I do want to, because I want the podcast to reach to everybody that's interested in, in Boston improv, be it IA, IB, or any other form. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with IA and IB, it's like, for the most of the classes, you like especially the first three levels, you know, you get the same that's all the core fundamentals. Right. So like yeah, when I was trying to originally choose and I went with IA, it was just like I mentioned it to someone, Oh, I'm thinking of taking improv and they were like, Oh, you should go to improv asylum. I took classes there and that's why I went there. Yeah. Uh but IB does have like a pretty strong community around it that's like very impressive. I think it helps that there's the field, the the bar right next door. So yeah. like everyone can like hang out afterwards in like a much lower stress situation than like the green room. It's it's been impressive to me as somebody that's not uh I've only done like two or three shows at IB. I've never taken a class there, but um I signed up for the IB boards, like I became a member and on Facebook it, if you put anything out there, people are more than willing to help you and you know answer your questions and give you tips and that I think that's that speaks a lot to the community there um do you have a best and worst moment you can think of on stage I I definitely have a worst moment <laughs> we did a uh, a Sunday jam slot which is like a 25 minute slot um and we had talked to the tech beforehand that said like you know when we when we hit over 20 find a button line and just just cut us off and uh for whatever reason we because we said that we didn't think like to to cut to like say and scene or thanks we've been chico so we were already doing not a great show <laughs> like it was just it would have been like we would have walked off stage and got like oh we could have done a lot better but like it went past 25 and then it went to like 31 32 minutes before any of us looked at the clock <laughs> and it was like by that time, we were doing scenes about being, like, trapped on a stage, basically. <laughs> we ended up doing, like, 34 minutes on that stage before we finally, like, got the lights. I think it was because we were, like, doing so progressively worse at that point that, like, <coughs> we didn't think we could end it. Like, we, we felt like we had to pull something out so people wouldn't just hate us. Um and then we all just like collapsed into laughter in the green room because it was just miserable. <laughs> yeah, it's, at least it sounds kind of funny to have happened. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like with stand-up, you know, you have to have that first bomb before yeah. you really understand. You know, like stand-up can be a bit random based on the audience. So you have to like bomb to really understand your relationship. And like that was our bomb. <laughs> I did So I did stand-up Thursday, I was saying earlier, and it was... This really obnoxious drunk girl that was heckling everybody. <laughs> this is my second time doing stand up, and I'm like, I don't need to be heckled. Like, right. I, I, I can barely get through my act, and I don't have any witty zingers either to come back at <laughs> Like, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about a, a best moment? Uh, best moment? Um, I don't know. We've, I, I don't know. We've, we've been getting, like, better and better, especially lately. Like, 
so I guess the best moments have been in our like practice sessions where we go like two and a half hours and like I walk out of it thinking like oh I'm I'm actually like I can call myself an improviser now like I could walk into right. a show not prepared and know that I could do a decent set whereas like six months ago that wasn't how do you feel is this happens to me quite often is I feel like a lot of my best scenes are um, in practice which really only your teammates get to see yeah and then I, I don't want to cheat and then try to reenact those on stage that doesn't feel right to me as a you know improviser um, so it's they, they're almost lost into practice yeah yeah so you I'm, feel really bad if you like just pull out a character that you know like killed sometimes yeah. we'll do that and it'll just catch me off guard like because yeah. then I'll be like I need to do something different than this because right. it feels like cheating yeah like to me when I'm on stage I want everything to be off the top of my head and yeah. I mean if, if for some reason I had done a uh, like a rapper character in a practice and then we get on stage that night and the scene calls for a rapper character I'm like perfect mm -hmm. I just worked on this but to just bring the rapper character out into some other random scene you're like this doesn't make sense it seems <laughs> like I'm just trying to show off now you know yeah well as like an art film nerd um I'm really into Werner Herzog, and I do like a Werner Herzog, so whenever Mike or Jeff see a way to make me do that <laughs> on stage, they'll make me do it. Isn't Paul F. Tompkins do a Werner Herzog? He does, but his his is like way off, but it you know his his whole thing isn't doing amazing impressions, yeah. right? It's like he captures the... Essence, I guess. Essence, yeah. I don't even know if he does that well. <laughs> he has something. Something's good. He does a good... Alan Thick for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like nothing like Alan Thick, but it's hilarious. <laughs> um, I think we're going to wrap. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up. We're, um, if you go to ChicoImprov.com, that's where like our, our stuff shows up. But we have um, three things in the next round of IB shows. Um, we have our Eno, which is this card-based like Brian Eno made these cards that uh, for like breaking uh, what is it called writer's block creative blocks and they're these weird cards with random stuff on them almost like apples to apples type stuff or no they're like um, I don't know they're strange it's like uh, like think about the words and now erase them or like it's just weird sentences that kind of make you do a little puzzling in your head. So we do scene initiations based on those from the audience, like yelling them out. Uh, so that's coming up. But the one I'm most excited about is Disaster, which is one I pitched, um, which is a, a TJ and Dave style, like grounded reality improv. But halfway through the show, there's like a, an earthquake or something. <laughs> and all those people have like their character weaknesses and they just get kind of blown up and, that's an awesome idea. Um, so what I want to plug is we're having auditions for that in like two weeks. All right. So, yeah, let me know. I'll be interested in that. Yes, we'll definitely put it up on, on Facebook and all the um, communities cool. on there. But that's we're really psyched to try that out. Nice. All right. Uh, thanks, Matt. And Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Rest in peace, non-improvers. Bye.